Welcome to the Heal Podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama Five, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Before we get started with the podcast, I wanted to talk to you about what is in your personal care products and cosmetics. What you put on your skin, which is your largest organ, is just as important as what you consume. Your body immediately absorbs what is on the skin. But did you know that there is limited regulation in the personal care industry? And the last law that was passed was 1938. So the chemicals and ingredients in your products have not been tested for human safety. So for those of you struggling with your health, it is super important to use clean products. Eight years ago, I started using Beauty Counter for my cosmetics and personal care products. They are the leaders in clean, safer products that work. Beauty Counter has done the research and taken the guesswork out of what is safe. Go to lime360.com forward slash beauty counter to learn more. Reach out to me at mimi at lime360.com if you want to learn more or find out what my favorite products are. Welcome back to the Heal Podcast. This is Mimi, and today we have Carrie Perry, and she's the president of Sam's Spoon. Sam's Spoon's foundation was created in 2018 to help defray the out-of-pocket expenses incurred by families affected by chronic medical conditions from Lyme disease and co-infections. Carrie is also the host of the Chick to Chick podcast and the Lyme Summit TikTok, which is on May 22nd, 2021. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. Carrie, thank you so much for coming on today. I wanted to talk to you about your experience with Lyme and with your daughter and then what you've done with it since then. And so let's just, I guess, start out with that. Like just how, how, how your daughter's experience was with Lyme. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I think it's always valuable to have some sort of a platform to talk about Lyme. Your podcast is amazing. You have great oh, people you. on. So I'm flattered that you're having me on to talk about this. You know, I was one of those moms that knew Lyme existed and knew ticks existed, but I never took it very seriously. And my children love the outside. We all love the outside. So Sam was bitten somewhere between soccer practice and being a person who loves to go on hikes. You know, I truly don't know, and nor does she. And she was in her junior year. It was very late going into the middle of December. So we're talking about very late fall here in the East Coast. And she was just having, she had like a three-day pounding headache, neck pain, and just complete malaise. She had a bit of a temperature, but it wasn't a crazy fever. So it's just similar to what so many people talk about. Like I just had this like, I don't feel good itis for a short period of time. And then the wheels fall off and you have no idea how to make the connections. So like so many people who go on to feel chronic in their illness because doctors aren't listening, that's exactly what happened to us. And I am very much of a person I have a bit of a journalistic background. And so I ask a lot of questions. I'm trying to figure things out. And everywhere I turned, no one had an answer for me, you know? And eventually it was, again, with so many people who have a tick-borne illness are told, it's all in your head. It's kind of your fault because, you know, you're not sleeping well. You're not eating well. You're overdoing it. The list goes on. So we ended up through me constantly talking to somebody, anybody who would listen 
we found a friend of a friend who said, you really need to go to this Lyme doctor. I'm like, what's the Lyme doctor? And through that, we found this amazing functional medicine practice that is literally six miles from my house that I really drove past thinking, oh, what do they do? And we ended up meeting with, um, first round was Dio and she gave us antibiotics for Sam. And then it went on to be 18 months later that we were with this Dio. And she really was trying everything, but nothing was really working. And by this point, Samantha is in college. She started her freshman year at Penn State. And this girl, by the end of college, maintaining a 3-8 as a pre-med and Spanish double major, she could hardly function. I was going to say, how did she do that? Just even the reading and the memorizing and Yeah. I really don't know, Mimi, because she could barely get out of bed sometimes. We ended up having her car at Penn State with a handicap placard so that she could drive to get as close to class as possible. This is a girl who played four years of soccer, three of them high varsity soccer at a high school that's huge in central Pennsylvania. And she was a track athlete. She even went to Penn Relays. If anybody knows what that is, it's a big deal at UPenn for anywhere from high school all the way up. She went to that when she was a sophomore in high school. So she was always used to being on the move. So here she is completely debilitated. And eventually she had to take that second semester of her freshman year of college off by just taking two classes online because she was so sick. She was sleeping 20 hours of 24 hours. And I'm cutting through a lot of the crazy because I could go down the rabbit hole of all of her different symptoms. But in truth, anyone who's listening to your podcast knows knows what what these symptoms are. And so we ended up because she had this weird pocket of fluid in the small of her back and all this back discomfort, we went to the other side of this practice to a chiropractor. And I wanted her to just get start getting adjusted because she's sleeping a ton. She must feel achy because her bones and her joints are out of whack, right? And he got a hold of her and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to unring a lot of bells. And that's when the whole office kind of started talking to each other about what was going on with Sam. She went off all antibiotics at that point. She had been on 3,000 milligrams of antibiotics total a day. Oh my God. And And that that was for 18 months or whatever? 18 months. And that was to combat two strains of Lyme that we received that information from Igenix labs. But then she had also gone through having babesiosis. And with that, she had malarone and pulsed dapsone. She did eradicate the babesia, but she could not get rid of the Lyme. We knew that the antibiotics weren't really working, so we just stopped everything. She went into a complete AIP diet, no gluten, no dairy, no nightshades, you know, you know the list. And like a month later, that would have been the beginning of February, she said, I just don't feel any better at all. So we went and did another test, a food sensitivity test to see what was really causing her more issues. And there was a ton, and I mean a ton of foods, talking like shrimp and strawberries and spinach. Like everything that she's eating. That's happened to me. Like literally like kale, almonds, avocados, coconut, like everything I ate. It was like everything that was a superfood, I was allergic to. That's exactly what was happening. And so she made this list of red, no, I can't eat. Orange, maybe once in a while. And then green was, I can eat any of this. And we formulated like a triangle in the kitchen. This is an advice I have to give to people. Formulated like a triangle in the kitchen where if you put your arms out at any given span, you're either hitting the refrigerator for what you need 
or you're hitting the countertop for something that's there for, you know, a fruit or a vegetable, or maybe like a cabinet or something that you would have some of your pantry items. This is why you're not going into where everybody else has their food and you're looking at it going, I can't have this, 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 Mm -hmm. and this. So like psychologically, it makes you feel better about what you can eat. So we started on that path and she felt maybe a little bit better, not enough to really, I mean, maybe she was now not sleeping 20 hours. Maybe it was more like 16. Yeah. And And giving up so much. You're like, wait, I'm giving up so much and I'm still not feeling better. Like, Absolutely. And so psychologically, it was draining her with, she's losing her social, which she basically barely had anyway. And, you know, she's sleeping and she feels horrible and she looks horrible. She looked awful. I mean, her skin color was awful. So I was working at a television station at the time as a correspondent and it was a lifestyle show. And I said, I really want to do a full 30 minutes on... Lyme disease. That's what kind of kicked off my TikTok. And ah. I had talked to a bunch of different people. And I found out that I had a friend that literally lives two miles from me, right outside my development, who had Lyme. And he had really bad neuro-Lyme. He thought also that he had Alzheimer's. And I contacted him and I said, I had no idea that you had this. And he said, Yeah. I said, well, what did you do? How did you get unstuck? What the heck? He's like, actually, I did hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I'm like, you mean that thing that Michael Jackson did? He's like, yeah. Like the scuba divers do? Right, right. And athletes, obviously, but I just had this vision of Michael Jackson laying in a clear-colored coffin. So I ended up contacting the same place that was about 45 minutes away from us. And with the support of Sam's doctors, we started that. And I tell you, Mimi, it was, and I just recently looked back at her journals because she kept all of the, the journals from the time she didn't go back to school starting in that January, all the way through to 38 of her 40 dives. And then her journal stopped because that's when her life kind that's of normal. like- She, yeah, she had well, time to move on. Yeah, she was no longer looking at all of the things that were- kind of improving sort of, you know, whatever. She was like, I'm going to go live my life and not open up my, my journal. So uh, but that's- 38 dives. It's like what, two hours each time or an hour each time? About, about, it's 90 minutes. And she did 40 dives. So, 40 dives. so during that time, she is on proper supplements. She is on this anti-inflammation diet and the other further restricted foods. And she's doing these dives and we would bookend them. So we would start with pulse electromagnetic field mat. So she'd lay on that mat for about eight minutes and that speeds up all the red blood cells. So it's like putting them in the HOV lane and all the red blood cells collect oxygen. So now she goes into the chamber and the chamber gets cranked to a certain depth. Each time she goes in, she gets deeper and deeper. But when she's in, the timer doesn't start for 90 minutes until she reaches the depth of the dive she's supposed to be at. So it could be more like an hour and 45 minutes that she is laying in that chamber. Mm -hmm. Then she Mm -hmm. comes out and she does the far infrared sauna for about 10 minutes to sweat out toxins. So she did that Monday through Friday for eight weeks. And did you commute every day? Every day. It was 45, 50 minutes up and back. And in the beginning, she couldn't drive because she she had a really hard time driving even locally. She had to put her GPS on every time because she forgot how to get home. That's crazy. Yeah. So she started then driving by herself. 
Next thing you know, she did underwater treadmills. Like I said, she was an athlete and she needed to get back moving. So as soon as she started feeling better, she started doing the underwater treadmill, which was really good, obviously, like psychologically for her too, because she's jogging. The kid hadn't jogged. Like her goal was, I want to make it to the end of the end of our driveway to get the mail and not feel like I got to stop. Right. Yeah. I know how that feels. Um, that's crazy. And then, so after that, she was kind of like in remission and that, that was that, or did she kind of get it? Yeah. 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 Well, her remission was really solidified that December actually on her birthday. So we started in January of that year and it took almost a full year of full throttle focus on her health and wellness. She did go back to Penn State her uh, sophomore year and she maintained the way that she was eating. So it was a fat grocery bill for a college student, but that's okay because she had learned how to cook her food. I mean, she's pretty remarkable, truly, Mm -hmm. because a 20-year-old is learning how to cook her own food and doing it well. That's how she ate. Wait, were you the person, I can't remember it was you that I was talking to about their child going back to school and they had to get like an app, like they had to work with the school to do like how they were eating. Was that, was that you guys? I can't remember. It wasn't us, but I can imagine that if it was a kid who needed to be on the the meal plan or something that you had to do something, but we had, there's like a Trader Joe's and a Whole Foods right around the corner. And she had a kitchen in her? Yeah. Okay. She had a kitchen. She lived with six other girls and they would smell her food and be like, what are you making today? And they loved it because she, she's a very good cook. I'm not going to lie. She has lots of veggies and good for your food. Yeah. She doesn't, at that point, she was still eating lean meats, like some fish and some chicken. But since then she's really become much more vegetarian, vegan in the way that she eats. But here we are, Samantha graduated from Penn State last May during pandemic season, during COVID season, lockdown season. And she ended up wanting to pursue, continue to pursue what she was doing with yoga. Because I forgot to mention along the way, she decided that she was going to start yoga because she felt like that's what she needed to do to build her strength and to mentally prepare for college again. So she would, you know, have stress relievers and really learn how to be mindful. And of course, in pure form, she ends up getting her first level of teaching. And then she ends up being a teacher at Penn State, a yoga instructor. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that made her then once she graduated, she's like, I want to do something with yoga for the next year as a gap year. So she's been in Costa Rica teaching yoga. Oh, good for her. (laughs) It's like perfect with COVID. It's not like you're doing much here. So from that, I mean, I think you started Sam Spoon because of what we all know that nothing is covered, right? Yeah. 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 When Sam got well, I was very much ready. And I had been doing stuff with Project Lime. I was a Pennsylvania ambassador for them. And so TikTok actually was with Project Lime at the time. And then I recognized that in Pennsylvania and really even more locally here, there were so many sick people and they really couldn't afford to get well. And they just didn't know where to turn. I mean, we have an organization in Pennsylvania, but it doesn't focus on giving grants and things like that. And so I just felt like in six months, we spent, and in only six months, because remind you, she was sick for much longer, but in just six months, we spent $25,000 on our child. Who can do that? I know. Really, It's hard. And if you have multiple people in your family, they can't. 
And the problem is at least she got better afterwards. A lot of people spend yeah. that money and they don't even get better afterwards because they right. go down a rabbit hole that didn't work for them because every time something might not work for that person. So you started the charity. Now, how do you determine who gets the money and where they put it? Yeah. So one of the things that was important for us is that we wanted to keep any money that we received in Pennsylvania. And even if it was a local, another organization that did grants, we were honoring where they wanted it to be. So it can be really restricted even into the county that we wanted in Pennsylvania. Having said that, we also recognize that if we get any national support, we can open it up to someone outside of Pennsylvania. So we have it sort of segmented to try to be really good about how our money is disseminated towards people. So we have grants that have gone out to Pennsylvanians and people outside of the state because we received money from Subaru Corporation through Subaru Share the Love. And then we have all the different events and different things that we've done here in Pennsylvania. Deciding who gets it, every year uh, around mid-October, you can go onto Sam Spoon's, any of our like Facebook or our samspoons.org, and you can see that our applications will open. And then anybody can go on. And it doesn't matter what age you are. We have zero restrictions on ages. So you go on and you'll see it's just a bit of a form to fill out. We just want to know what's going on with you. But in truth, we do not make you show a boatload of, you know, these are all the bills. This is what I have. Because I just feel like that's sort of prime for people. They've already been through enough. And we know that when they go to doctor after doctor, they're bringing stacks of information proving their illness, Right. And I just felt like if you're reaching out to us and you have not been well and you can show that you have had this much illness and this is your doctor's name, we're cool with it. So we have a committee that is outside me. I don't get involved because sometimes I know some of these people. I don't get involved. And we have a great committee of others within Sam Spoons that really pour over these applications and then they make the final selection. So this year we had 13 grants that we gave out. At this point, they're kind of just reimbursing what they've done, or are you kind of guiding them what they should be doing in the future? We do not guide them. Some have asked, you know, I'm looking for a doctor in this area. Again, you know, we basically just want to provide them with financial relief to help them get well. We don't feel like we can do much to say where you go, what you do, because what if we tell Mm -hmm. them to go this place and then that doesn't work either? I don't want it to backfire. Mm -hmm. So, Honestly, Mimi, I feel bad for these folks. Some of them have really high credit card debt. Some of them, it's, I can't even afford to get the supplements for the next two months. So if that's where the money goes, and if it goes to pay off the credit card debt incurred because they've been so sick and because they've had to pay out of pocket, that's fine. Everyone gets anywhere between $1,500 and $2,000. That's great. That's awesome that you're doing this. So your TikToks that you're doing, which is coming up May 22nd, I believe? Yes. Yes. It's going to be Facebook Live this year since it's not in person. What year is this, Ben? This is number five. Number I can't five. Believe it. Wow. So you started Sam Spoons after you yes. started this. Yeah, I did. So the first several TikToks that I did, the first two that I did were basically partnering with Project Lime. And then when I started Sam Spoons, we had the first one that was with Sam Spoons was at Dickinson College, which is my alma mater. And I was able to bring in some folks like our the CEO of L.L. Bean, who they went in and did an amazing program with all of their employees. He's a graduate of Dickinson. We have another who's a friend of, he's a friend of mine too. And we have another friend of mine who is actually with IDEX, which is where so many veterinarians 
give all of the diagnostics over to, to look for tick-borne illnesses and then some. So we had them. So it was really important for me to have that presence kind of combining the combination of my education, the people that I know that can really help folks and what we do with Sam Spoons. Then last year, you know, we had to go virtual. So we just did the best that we could. And we had a a virtual basically via Zoom. And that kind of closes you off because you had to sign up for it. This year, it's better because if you're following us on our Facebook page, boom, it's live and it's all day long. Oh, that's great. And if someone, if you don't make it, is it recorded that they could put their email in and get the recordings or? Yeah. So basically the StreamYard platform is what we're using and StreamYard will connect to Facebook, LinkedIn, and then also YouTube. So it will be sitting on the Sam Spoon's YouTube page. And probably we're looking to see what, how we can extract it. Meaning like if I can go ahead and say, all right, I want Dana and Dr. Phillips, Dana Parrish and Dr. Phillips, chronic one isolated into one one of the um, presentations and then it sits by itself, I might be able to put it back on to samspoons.org on my website. But I think the best thing for people to do will be able to find it on YouTube if they can't watch it. So it'll be there after May 22nd. And who do you have speaking this year? So we have a good group. I'm so excited. I try to mix it up every year and make it a little bit different. Leading the day off at 9 a.m. is going to be Chris Turnpaw, and he is with Turnpaw Health and Wellness here in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. He's amazing. Chris has talked all over the country. We haven't quite defined his topic because he is so brilliant. He has talked about so many different things, but rest assured, his will be pretty amazing. You know, he always talks about how we can make our immune system far better to be able to fend off many illnesses, COVID tick-borne diseases, you name it. After that, we have also Brooke Gann, who's with The Heel Hive. Yep. She's been um, one of my podcasts. Yes. My first. Yeah. She's great. She is so great. I think it's really exciting to be able to present to people something like bee sting therapy. And I don't think a lot of people understand it. Yeah. And she heals herself from it. She totally did. And that's another good story is not everybody's healing path is the same. And I think it's really interesting to learn from other people who have done something that is really off the beaten path. So I'm and excited. And it's not for- as expensive. So if you're kind of on a no. budget, it's a good way to go. It really is. It totally is. Then we're also going to have Brandy Dean with Ride Out Lime. Oh, good. Great. Brandy is actually going to be talking about round two in that Brandy has also had Lime, which is why she started Ride Out Lime to support the Dean Center in Boston. But... Brandy's going to share something that's been really hit her hard, her family hard, and that's their son, Finn. Mm-hmm. And Finn has been newly diagnosed with a tick-borne illness. And she's going to be talking about what it is like to be the mother and also having, you know, healed through with Lyme and then how she's healing their, you know, their son. That's a good conversation because that's going to be good for parents who are struggling with sick children at home. Yes. We also have Dr. Sue Eisen, who is a chiropractor, but she is the creator of TikTok Naturals. And she's going to talk a lot about herbals and other remedies that have been really powerful treating her Lyme patients and also her COVID patients. So not a lot of crossover there. And we also have Kristen Nanos. This chick is amazing. She is an actress, a writer, a producer. She is a Lyme warrior. And you've got to check her out on Instagram. C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-A-N-N-O-S. I had to get that correct. 
Check her out on Instagram and TikTok because she tells her story in the best ways. It's through humor, but really great information. And I love her because she brings a lot to the table. She's also working on a documentary and a book. Wow. Um, And then last but not least, certainly not the last and least, is is my dear friend, Dana Parrish. And -hmm. the amazing Dr. Phillips will be on to talk about Chronic, their book that is just red hot with so much information. I read that book in like two days. I could hardly put it. I know. And it's, it's, there's a lot in there. There's a lot of good science. It's not, you know, there's just a lot of good information. Well, and Dr. P basically shares what he does, you know, and he states, look, this, this might not work for everybody, but I'm, I can give you some of the secret sauce. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and anybody have had Lyme. Dying, so yeah, yeah. Anybody really badly to get in. Right, right. If they've been dying to get in with Dr. Phillips and and they just need to get a, a tidbit of what he does to treat patients, he's got a lot of that information in there. And just the two of them together are a powerhouse and their book is phenomenal. And uh, so it'll be a very big, robust day of learning. That's great. That's awesome. So anybody, May 22nd, tune in to... It's, it's under what Facebook? Is it under... Sam Spoons. Yep. And it's from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Awesome. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like that we haven't covered Uh, that we'd like to talk about? I think I covered everything. I'm just so grateful that you have a podcast like this and you have people like us on to not only talk about what we do and why we do it. I hope that it just makes people feel a lot better and less alone when they hear Mm -hmm. all the different stories. And Sam Spoons is an organization that embraces everybody throughout the country. We're not just about Pennsylvania. So I encourage everybody to check out what we do because we're just here to help. That's it. I'm a mom who learned kind of by baptism by fire. And I thought I'm one of the lucky ones. My daughter is thriving. I didn't even tell you that I have my other kids that were sick because we only talk about Sam. So that's a whole other, that's a whole other day, some other time. But I'm just grateful that she is well. And so that's why it's so important to me to be able to have this foundation and help other people. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on and I'm so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my detox for Lyme checklist, go to Lyme360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.